This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. So yeah, bro. Um, like I said, thank you for coming on the show. It's a huge honor for us, and been trying to make this happen. So I'm I'm, I'm super hyped that it's happening. Um, just in terms of like uh, y- your life and where you came up in, and the scene you came up in, and how it's affected, like ev- essentially like all the things that you're into now and all the things that you do. Uh, you grew up in L.A. during a time period where it was like gangster rap influence all over the place, Rodney King riots just like a biggest crack problem in all of America. And then one of the most violent cities in all of America, the race riots. It's just like a crazy time period to be coming up in. You talk about how you'd see V13 tags and they influenced, you know, just your early, your early mind, how everyone around you was just skating, writing graffiti or a gang member. And I was just wondering how was it coming up in that time period? And what do you think about it? Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, uh yeah um i think about it a lot because uh yeah i was super influenced by my environment and which is normal because i always think about you know you go through life and you start rehashing things trying to figure out like what makes you tick why do i act this way why do i do this i.e like whatever it is whatever you're whatever your functions are to do that therapy or me, whatever, whatever it is, I do all that shit. Cause I'm trying to always figure out what the fuck's going on. And you know, it comes down to who I am as a person versus who I am, who I was in that environment, which are two separate things, I think. And I think that a lot of us are shaped by the environment cause it can be a real pressure cooker. And I think I had enough um I had enough space to not have to do a bunch of shit. Like I didn't have to gangbang. I lived like a couple blocks away to where it was like more optional. Uh I think if I moved if I lived a couple blocks in, it probably wouldn't have been an option for me. They would have just grabbed me up. I'm assuming. Uh but I don't know, maybe not. But um but most of the kids I knew who lived in the hood, they got swept up into that shit. Um, and I live like just outside the hood of the neighborhood. Right. So, but yeah, man, that, that stuff, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would just start, you know, drawing what I saw around me and, you know, graffiti gang. Like I didn't even know, I think even before I knew what graffiti was, I would emulate it and redraw it, you know, and just seeing like what was around, like, you know, V13 tags, Venice tags, Dogtown. I remember those things stuck out and you'd see it everywhere. And I just like would redraw that stuff. You know, I moved from drawing like ninjas and cyborgs to like graffiti and, um, and just emulating that. But I didn't even understand what the context was. I just was like drawing it. And, um, and I was always like super infatuated with like gang hand styles, uh, which are a whole other, that's a whole other thing, you know? Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, um, yeah, all that stuff influenced me. Like I'd go down to uh, go down to the beach, go to the pavilion, 
and like see all the graffiti and just like wonder, well, how the fuck did that happen? And why does this dude, I remember these dudes came from New York. It was like Dusty, um, definitely this dude, Dusty. I can't remember who else it was, but I remember Dusty and like they, they painted the outside of the breakwater walls. And I remember this piece was like, I mean, even now it's futuristic. It was just like the the T. It doesn't make it's only going to make sense to a small amount of people. But like the T, the T looped over itself in this crazy way. And I remember seeing that as a kid and just being like and like redrawing it and biting it and being kind of blown away once I understood the context of like what a piece was. Um, and that was what that was what kind of what influenced me amongst other things, you know. But I also at the same time, before I started letting that stuff in my head, I used to like read voraciously and like I was a kid who read so much that I would just like read so much I would like eat the paper out of the book because I didn't want to like I don't know why I did that, but I just like I just sit there and read and like chew pieces of paper. That's what I did early on, and then when I got pulled into other stuff, and I realized too that like reading wasn't um like knowing reading a bunch of books wasn't really like the currency where i was growing up you know yeah. it was like you know um but i think in my heart of hearts i probably like was more interested in in that kind of a pursuit than anything else um but i quickly pivoted and got into what was available to me um and again like it's not that i could have done other things right i could have gotten the football team you know, I know that they wanted me to, but I was like, fuck you guys, I'm writing graffiti. Um, you know, I could have done, I could have gotten to my uh, uh, scholastic enterprise, right? I could have, like, become a scholar of some sorts. But I was drawn towards, like, graffiti, drinking, smoking weed, and hanging out. And uh, I was never that good at skating, so I didn't I didn't have a, a you know, I skated enough to get by. But I, I wasn't ever really that good at it, so I didn't really pursue that and then you know i don't know were you reading books while hanging out with the, the heads who were writing graph or no. gang bang or it all fell off like i just stopped i don't think i think i just stopped reading you know i just stopped uh i became consumed with like once i once i locked down to graffiti i was like i was like this is it like I, well graffiti and partying those are two things and i was like this is this is this is what i'm gonna do for the rest of my life that's what i believed and um so i wasn't reading so much it kind of fell off pretty hard not that not it didn't fall off forever like there was i come back to all that stuff later you know once i started trying to get my life together once i got, went through that whole thing i was like wait a minute this is not sustainable you know you start getting arrested you're getting fucked you know things getting fucked you know the wheels come off pretty quickly they did for me so then you start going back to like things that you know things that i was interested in i went back to school you know i dropped out of high school i went back to school you know i started pursuing things um that were a little more intellectually aligned with who i actually am as opposed to who i was in that place which is also who i am too right like it's all it's the same thing like i am that person and i am also the person that i was who was reading books i'm both of those people um did, did you ever feel like you wanted to join a gang or at least like uh, imitate the, the dress style or anything like that to be, I guess, more accepted amongst amongst that society that you're living in, surrounded by? We all, everyone dressed in the 90s. It was, first of all, everyone was identifiable by your costume or by your wardrobe, by your whatever the fuck, wardrobe, outfit, um uh, I want not. I want to say a uniform. Everyone's identifiable by their uniform, right? So writers looked a certain way. 
Gangbangers looked another way. And and all gangsters at that point looked exactly the same. There was a f- very s- minimal deviation between like soldier, drug dealer, etc. You could tell a little bit, but they all had like pretty much the same sneakers for a long time. Same The same sneakers, the same pants, the same baggy fit. Like nobody was fucking with that wardrobe. Um, though there, there were a couple outliers I remember that were like on some other shit. But for the most part. And then I, you know, I remember the way I dressed back then was... It was so gang. It was gang influenced because the whole fucking city was under the sway of of just gang, like gang gangster music had just been born, and just gangs in general were like all time high, out of control. Gang banging was just fucking out of control. It was like you just, it was the thing to do, you know. Um, I didn't. I just quickly saw like the repercussions of you know you see it in junior high, and like I remember watching. I remember watching a kid go through. I watched this kid get jumped into a gang and get jumped out in the same day. I was like, "That's fucking crazy." And I watched another kid came from Arizona, got jumped in the gang, and like the next week he was like, "Fucking just shook." Because, you know, you the the way the way it was working back then is like you get into a gang and like you're these dudes are active. Like they're not. It's not just like they're not hanging around fucking singing doo wop and chewing bubble gum. Like these dudes are shooting the fuck out of each other. And, uh, and I saw that early on. I was like, I don't, I'm not, I'm cool. Like I'm not, I don't have that in me. I don't want to do that. So, uh, but, but you're also, you also were, you know, if you're hanging out, you know, if you're outside, you're hanging around, you're fucking around. There's just like, you know, let's say just Venice alone. You're going to, you're going to be hanging out with that cross section. Hey, knock it off. You're going to be hanging out with that cross section of people. And you'll be hanging out with like gangsters, surfers, skaters, um, graffiti writers whatever all at one place like they were all in my apartment at one point i remember like there'd be there'd be you know there we'd be like shooting dice with with some yeah, if omar wants to roam i don't i don't right. mind she's just, just so you i know. don't want her to like fucking hey come here <laughs> she's sorry she's being squirrely no, um yeah so you know it was like uh you everyone was all hanging out and there's definitely a hierarchy because the gangsters were like you know they're 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 doing more shit they're like scarier than the guys under them and the guys under them so like we all interacted but there's definitely like a line you know um yeah how, how is it that uh how is it that you got into graph uh i just wanted to i just wanted to do it i just saw it and i was like excuse me i saw it and i was just First off, I was intrigued by it. I was drawing in my drawings, and then I just started. Um, like I remember writing graffiti before even knowing how it all worked yet. You know, like I had a name I wrote, and I was like doing pieces in a book. But I and I was just kind of like base. I was basing all my stuff off of what I saw in Venice on the yard. What I saw, like I remember the first time I saw someone tag. I saw it happen. I was like, and I saw this dude like roll up on his bike. He hops off the bike, bikes between his legs, just sitting there. He pulls out a marker. It's wrapped in a sock. And it's like probably a, a uni. And it's just dripping. And he just catches his tag. And I was watching it as a little kid and being like, fuck. Whoa, that's how that works. Like, you know, you see the big the big kid do it too. And you're just like, fuck. And, um, and I think from then I was just like, I got to figure out how to do that, you know. And um, and I think like through, through the neighborhood and then also like, you know, I think I think it was spray can art came out too, which is the one I think. Uh, yeah, subway out of spray can. Art. Spray can art came out too, which is fucking mind boggling because you see graffiti from the whole world. 
you know, pre-internet, of course. And that too was just like, had me just like, I just diverted everything I had artistically into graffiti. So like, even before I was, before I knew what the fuck I was doing, I was still trying to write on shit, you know? Um, I don't know what the exact moment was that I got in the graph, but like, I think it, I think I got in the graph and then I, I was in, and then I stopped writing because I had started a, a, a rap group with these two buddies of mine. One of them was a writer named Fade. Another was a guy named Comlo. We started a rap group. And then we had a falling out. They kicked me out of the group for some reason. And then I got back into graffiti because of that. And then, and then I ran into, in my high school, there were a couple guys from AWR there. And I started hanging out with them. And then I was like, oh, shit. Like, these are, like, I thought I was... Like I had this, like you know, I've always had this kind of like a uh, really stupid perspective of like thinking that I know things, and I and I thought I was kind of like you know I was writing when I was a little kid, and I was I grew up in Venice, so I was like I thought I knew everything there was to know about graffiti, and I met these guys, I was like oh my god, like I started seeing like like I remember this kid, this dude Rafi was like hey, um, Sonny, my this my friend Sonny in third period, he he does graffiti too, and I was like, yeah, I bet he does, you know. Yeah. He's like, yo, I'll go get you one of his books, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And he brings a book over and he opens it, and I was like, fuck, like I just, I was blown away. I was like, holy shit. And then I was back in, you know. And so I just started hanging out with these dudes, and I remember I was just like hanging out with the crew, and then like, and I hadn't really even left Venice, but it was I think hanging out with that crew was the first time I just started to see the rest of LA like I hadn't been outside I really didn't leave the neighborhood so you know and like I didn't have a car I didn't have you know these guys had cars and they're just like we're gonna go to a party in the Palisades and be okay and then we would roll we'd get up like you know 10 cars deep and drive to the Palisades to a party you know or we were like we're gonna go paint motor yard and I'm like yeah let's go to motor yard like as if I knew what the fuck that was. I didn't know what that was but you know I always you know I'm always you know um good at bluffing so i was like yeah we'll go to motor yard and i go to motor yard and like it was just like really eye-opening seeing the 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 scene la through this lens you know and the crew had guys from the valley guys from all over a couple guys from orange county a couple guys from you know a, a lot of guys from most of us were from west la but a lot of guys from other places too and um um yeah so i kind of i kind of started to see the rest of the city through them and uh and you know and after a while i got put on you know and uh you know it's kind of like i spent the next i don't know i mean easily spent 10 years kind of hyper focused on graffiti and just like that was it you know and it was cool i mean it was like i i didn't have any uh there was no end game for me it was just like i gotta get better at this yeah and i gotta paint more and i gotta like you know and it was a lot of fun and yeah, that's good. In terms of painting at that time in LA, like um, I feel like it's a known thing, especially being from the East Coast. You always hear that um, painting in LA, you have to worry about gangs more than cops. You know what I mean? Because in New York, there's like a lot of detectives, there's a lot of like vandal squad going on, so you have to kind of look out for cops more, if anything. But out there, we hear that in LA, especially during those times, I could imagine. Um, you know, you have to look out for gangs. Is that true? Like, did you experience any type of that stuff? Yeah, in those in those times, it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was there was two things. One was just like the normal, uh, the normal thing of because you're going to different neighborhoods where you can paint. Uh, there's two things you're doing. One is you're bombing and you're in you're in weird neighborhoods, and then two is you're doing a piece and you're in yards. 
and the yards are always in neighborhoods that are like you know they're not in nice neighborhoods and it's like abandoned walls that somehow the cops don't give a shit about and like you know who runs that shit gangsters and every every little neighborhood has a different gang in it so yeah sometimes you know like you you be smart and be like well they're not getting up before fucking noon so let's go paint at eight you know um and you know like you did have to worry about it and it was like kind of a thing where things would happen things wouldn't happen you might get like fucked with but it wasn't crazy because like you weren't really they weren't trying to kill you because you weren't playing their game like you weren't gang banging you think they, they, you, know, you think they know the difference when you when you're hitting up 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. they knew you're not it's wildly apparent you're not a gang member um back then but then the thing that did happen later is that later on in the 90s tag banging blew up and then that's when shit got hairy because the you know the powers that be in the gang world were like we don't like this yeah uh, fuck tag banging. If you guys want to gang bang, you got to be with us. None of this fucking hybrid shit. So they put a they put the kibosh on it and started greenlighting people going to jail. And then it was like scary because if you get arrested, you're gonna have to deal with dudes inside who are like, oh, you're a graffiti writer. Well, now we gotta beat you up, you know. So, um, yeah. And then also after that, you know, after that, then they did like then they made graffiti a felony and that dried it up for a minute. I remember graffiti fucking was it first offense felony. Yeah, first offense felony. For a while, it was like you get a ticket, you do community service. Like we were always doing community service, but then they made it a felony. And I remember that put a fucking damper on the whole shit because it was like I remember shit dried up. People stopped painting. They were just like, because people started going to like the penitentiary for graffiti. And it's like fuck. Yeah, that's insane. Know? Yeah. So you know, and it's um, contrasted to now where it's like whatever. It's like pretty much legal. Yeah, it's pretty much legal. Pretty much. I mean, it's not, but it is. Like, they're not fucking, you know, like, it, it, the only thing that's illegal right now is, like, doming someone in the middle of the street. You know? Like, they'll barely, they'll barely come out. Like, everything up to that is, like, fair. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, it's just a free-for-all. I mean, we had our, we had that dude, um, I don't know if he's a, what, what his station was in the police department, but he said, the guy gets on the news and says, don't come to L.A., it's like the purge here. A cop says that. It's like, what are you doing? So, I don't know. I mean, it's like. I think that's true, but I think they're also, they're also uh, the cops are also kind of like positioning for something. They want more money or they want respect. Or yeah, I feel like in L.A., definitely compared to New York, I don't see any cops. No. I see like one or two, maybe throughout the day three, if I'm going to be generous. Like New York, every fucking five minutes you see a cop drive by you. What's, yeah. what's the deal with that? Do you know? Uh, from what I hear, they're pouting because they don't like the protests. And they don't like the BLM and all that shit. So they're pouting, literally. They're like, yeah, okay, you don't want us? We won't do our job. That's what I hear. So uh, as a result, you know, strong-arm robbery is just, like, out of control. I mean, you know, go to fucking Melrose and sit out, sit outside some shitty cafe and you might have a gun in your ribs and, like, you know, make you run your fucking jewels or whatever the fuck, right? I mean, that's happening all the time right now. Um, so, I mean, I think, I don't know what, what the end result is and I don't know what they think is going to happen but the vibe I'm getting is cops are kind of like figure it out you know like like I feel like if someone pulls up on you and tries to rob you and you shoot them they you probably are not even going to go to jail at this point because the cops aren't out there you know yeah so, I mean in New York they're letting people out who do basically anything yeah you can like dome somebody in the middle of the street and you're going to get let out the next day right yeah and if you're if you're a criminal getting let, let out the next day is like you're not thinking about you know, six months from now, whenever, when you have to go to court, you're like fucking them out. And the cops aren't coming either. And there's no, you know. Yeah, especially being a criminal and you let out that quick, you're like, oh shit, like it's not that serious. Yeah, like, I'll just talk. do it again. Yeah. Like, 
I didn't change in the overnight. You know what I mean? And um, what do you think about the homelessness out here? Because in New York, like on the East Coast, um, it's not so much in your face. You know, there's a lot of crime going on. Yeah. But um, the homelessness, I feel, is like a real aesthetic thing that we notice out here, at least in the West Coast. It's you know? crazy, man. Like, it, I was just in Portland for a few days, and it was fucking crazy up there, too. Like, it's, it's I mean, it's obviously because of COVID and, you know, because it wasn't like this before COVID. And what also I've heard, too, is that, you know, the the new strain of speed uh, that they've it's so overly synthesized that it's like an instant psychosis. So you see like not only are people homeless, but they're like wildly tweaking. Like you see 400 shopping carts full, like one person was like 40 shopping carts full of shit. Like they're, they're overly tweaking and collecting. So it's like, not only is a homelessness a thing, it's like the trash that's piling up. Like in Venice until very recently, like you couldn't walk down the boardwalk. You'd see, you people come out swinging machetes and bottles and shit. Like when I was a kid, homeless people were, as far as like the pecking order, there's the last thing you're worried about as a homeless dude. You're worried about gang members and whatever the fuck else, but not homeless people. They're just kind of like pretty docile. Now they're fully weaponized, out of control. Like they're psychotic. Like I, you know, I talked to my partner. He talks about you know homeless people in Venice. He's like, yo, it's out of control. So like if you're talking about like a, a native, you know, local gang member that doesn't know what the fuck to do about it, you know, it's crazy. You know, so. I don't know, man. I don't know what the, um, I don't know what the point is. Like, I don't know what their, I don't know what the move is. You know, they just let it build up. Like, they let Echo Park build up, build up, build up, and then they clean them all out and put a fence around it. But before then, it was just like home. Echo Park was just like a giant homeless camp, right? So, uh, I don't know what the fuck they're supposed. To, I mean, they're supposed to house these people, you know. Um, but uh, I don't know what they're doing. I think they just kind of like. Seattle's pretty bad too. Seattle's bad too. Yeah, we were there a few months ago, yeah. and it was pretty buck, honestly. Yeah, it was just like, you know, straight. I don't know how it was before. It was my first time there, but it was straight up like overrun with graph. Yeah, like everywhere. And then the the tent city was like, here's a Taco Bell right all around it, in front of it, like not tucked away on the sides of highways or wherever, but like on some in front of a Apple store type shit. Right. Which is fucking crazy. Yeah, right. The thing about, like, that is um, what, to me, was the strangest part is that these people, these they're building brand new buildings, right? Like, brand new condominiums, like, clean glass, crazy modern architecture. But, like, you got this homeless problem downstairs, like, outside the lobby. Yeah. So it's just, like, a weird contrast of what's going on. It's super dystopian. Like, it's, we're, we you know, everyone talks about a dystopian future. No, we're in a fucking dystopian present. Like, it's here. The shit is like at the same time that you have like you know the the web three metaverse all that vr shit that's yeah. happening like really fast like rat like it's not like it's ha it's not like they roll out you know like usually like they'd roll some new yeah. the new thing comes out like they're you know the iphone or like uh apps come out and everyone's like oh let's let this thing in like the metaverse comes out and like two weeks later you know nike's in it you know you're like oh whoa, hold on so pump the brakes and like it's it's very fucking dystopian man like it's it's really um it's, I think we're in like a dystopian present, and unfortunately, I don't think that it's gonna get better. I think that this is. I think things have switched, and I think that we've we've crossed the line. Like I think that we have. In the past, you know, five years, we've we've stepped over into like a new reality, and I don't mean this in some like airy fairy metaphysical way, but I think that reality. We've, we've stepped over a line to where things have changed so dramatically that this is the new reality. And I don't think there's a way to turn any of this stuff back because also the problem too is that 
the wage gap is so fucking big. Mm. So not COVID, COVID affected everyone. And it, it, you know, we, they've been talking about the different, the wage gap for, you know, a decade or the, you know, the middle class is going to go away, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to go away. But then you see this happen with COVID where it's like the billionaires made, you know, a hundred billion more each and everyone else is like just on EDD. And then the EDD lets up and it's like, well, now what? Cause now all your jobs are going, <laughs> it's fucking dark. You know, and it's um, it's it's dark, man. It's a dark. Uh, I think it's a truly dark time. You know, and I just don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what's gonna happen next, but I think it's like. It's like I feel like I feel like I'm in. I feel like I've, I'm. We're in a fully realized like science fiction film. Yeah. You know, and like it's not. And like in the not the not the not the pretty futuristic one, like the shitty one. No, that know? metaverse shit gave me goosebumps as soon as you mentioned that, because it's just like what I'm talking about. How there's a homeless problem in reality, but they yeah. want you to put on these goggles and live in this game world. Yeah, it's like very strange. Yeah. Like we went from, you know, kids playing manhunt outside in the park to like living in this virtual reality and that's yeah. what they're pushing and that's where all the money is that's you know what i mean like all these nft yeah. and they get, they're catching the youth with like um investing in all this stuff now you know what i mean they keep pumping out these ads about you know you got to get in on this get on on this it's early it's nice it's good like yeah. you're gonna be rich later like you're gonna be rich in the metaverse i don't even know what that means like these new terms like you said they're coming out so quickly yeah and it's it's crazy to see what the future will be like with all this technology you know yeah things are rolling over exponentially way faster than they ever have and um and everyone is always the consumer and the and the business are in a panic to keep up with what's going on because it's it's at, like the the it's a runaway train and it's gone it's going it's like there's no there's no stopping it you know and like you know every time you look at the news or instagram you just see an, another disturbing thing that's happening somewhere else i'm like oh okay so they made nanobots that can replicate themselves that's cool don't we know anything from like yeah, you, I saw that shit too. Yeah, you're like, yo, don't we know not to do that? Like, don't yeah. you know? Like, I've re I read reports about this 20 years ago saying, like, the thing, one of the, it said that it was 10 disaster scenarios. And one of the disaster scenarios was self-replicating nanobots that basically just keep self-replicating and just take over, like, like locusts. <laughs> just, just swarm everything. You know, so there's just, like, I don't know, man. I, I, I almost feel like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's uh it's like what can you do? You kind of kind of keep your head down yeah. and try to like carve carve out your little piece of the world and you know plan your shit, your little, you know, plan your little life and get your little fucking money because we're not like, you know, I'm not uh I'm not part of a the Sackler family or or any dynasty, so I don't have a fucking escape pod. And I don't have a I don't have a safe house in New Zealand to tuck into, you know, like these motherfuckers do. And uh and you know, I'm just going to hope to like get through this and you know maybe get to a point where i have like a, a backyard with a sauna in it and uh you know and i'll get my gog my vr goggles on and you know <laughs> call it a day slaying some nft apes i don't know yo but so as someone who grew up in venice and now of course uh, it's extremely expensive it was a straight up parallel universe when you when you lived there uh growing up and now you're saying how there's like a homeless population living there like like seemingly a lot of them um what do you think about that whole gentrification shit is it even possible to 
to stop or is it just the natural progression of things like as things get safer prices rise uh the poor get pushed out and this is like an inevitable situation I mean, what do you this, think? this might be the the answer to gentrification might be fucking weaponized homeless people on speed because, you know, you like, you know, like these people, are, you know, your three million dollar house is being overrun by fucking methed out fucking psychos, you know. Um, it's an interesting thing that happened in Venice, too, because it was like one of the highest priced places for a long time. And then after COVID, it just it's like overrun. So I don't I don't know. I don't know how this works. Like, this is my first, you know. I don't know how gentrification really works because I'm just seeing it for the first time. Like I'm, I experienced it organically firsthand when I wanted to buy a house, and I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" You know, I, I don't live in Venice right now. I live in Los, I live in Los Feliz. I've been, I left like ten years ago because I was trying to buy a house a long time ago, and I couldn't afford to buy in Venice. And I, at that point, it was like in the low mills, and I was like, "This is crazy! I can't do this!" You know. And then now it's just like out of control. But I don't know how things go. I mean, I, we people from LA always talk about, oh, we just need a good earthquake or a good riot. But we had a good amount of riot. We had some riots, and I don't think anything's going to stop because I think also it's not just it's not it's not so much people anymore. It's companies that are buying these things. It's people. From, it's companies from China. It's like people are buying shit up and flipping it, or like you know maybe Google comes in and buys like whole chunks of property. You know, so it's a different. I think the problem is that the, everything's gotten. The people, the companies, and the and the and the and the individuals' money have gotten so much more money, so then they need to spend it because you can't keep it. You gotta you gotta keep spending that money, or else you gotta shoot it shoot it back in taxes. So like then they're buying shit, and it's like fucking up, you know. Um, it's fucking up everything because it's fucking up the 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 real estate market. I'm assuming because there's so much competition. You know, I talk to people that are out there trying to buy houses, and they're like, it's hard, man. You like. You're trying to get it together, get your loan, and then some dude comes in with, you know, 13, 20% over with cash. So it's like, fuck, you know, and it's like not even someone from, from America, you know. Um, and it's just like, you know, I don't know, it's crazy. I mean, even 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 saying that sounds like, it sounds like some like, um, it sounds like some right wing like propaganda, but it's true, you know. Um, you know, it's just like, and, and also we've just... I think that we, I think so many things have happened to fracture an already like very kind of um, like a very spoiled country, which is America. I think all these things, like we've always, we've all had it, even when people here have it bad, they have it better than people that have it bad in other places, you know? And, uh, and I think that we're all very spoiled. Like we're all just like, we're all so dazzled by who who else has what and what that person's doing or what that person's wearing or look at those fucking tits or look at all this sh- we're all fucking preoccupied with this shit and if not that it's like you know even the guy up the block who has a bigger fucking car and house and it's like oh he has two cars this guy has three cars he's got three houses it's like kind of crazy you know like other people i don't think live in the same way we live and and we're so we're so like we've been so fucking conditioned to suckle on like the media tit like f- from you know you start with television and as soon as it switched over to social media, uh, we were done. We're cooked. Like social media fucking destroyed us because then we were just, manip- then we, then we're, we're all, we're all plugged into social media. And then like, and then just someone comes along and just goes like, I'm going to split the country in half and use the half I want to get me where I want to go. And then now we're all fractured. No one can, no one can fucking think for themselves or all have to pick a side and you're forced to pick a side. Well, you're like, oh, fuck, I have to I have to go this way because that motherfucker is is 
say on the other side or whatever. Yeah, and he's saying a few things that I can I can never agree with. So I got to go over here, but like, so then it's like force people, you know, and then you're just like pitted against each other. And, you know, the people up top are the ones that are profiting off all this bullshit. And it's like, they don't give a fuck, you know? Like, I don't think they believe, I don't think any of these people believe any of the shit that they tell us that they believe, you know, like God or abortion or whatever, or morals. Like, are you kidding me? They're all like, they're all in, in, they're all fucking each other in weird, creepy fucking octogenarian orgies and like, you know, sucking baby dicks. Where the fuck they do? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in terms of in terms of like uh, the media and Instagram and dealing with all that all that shit, and in terms of uh, you know, just making money and all, all the shit you were just naming. As someone who's who's running companies and working with wor- working with companies and always trying to make shit happen and carving out your little slice in the world, so you yeah. can like protect your own shit. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how do you deal with it? Like, because of course you got to stay up to date with the media. You got to stay up to date with Instagram. You got to use Instagram. Yeah. Um, and you need to know what's up, and you have to read the shit that's happening, which sometimes is stressful to be reading because it's the same shit every day. How how do you deal with it? Uh, I I have to. I have to have a, a, a strict regimen of things that keep me sane because even without, even without looking at that, I'm just like, I'm just the type of person that I'm either pushing forward or I'm like slipping backwards. There's no like inner, there's no like normal lane for me. So I have to kind of do all these things to keep my head screwed on straight. And if I, it is frustrating to think about it, you know, like to, to kind of know that like, I don't know, like it looks like, the planet is dissolving and like society might be collapsing a little bit like in America, probably in other places. Like it does look like that's happening. Yeah, it does look like this. It looks this way. Yeah. Right? It, and I'm not being like, you know, it looks like, it looks like society, like our, our democracy and our society is, is kind of like, it's kind of spinning out, you know? And it looks like uh, climate change is, is happening. And like, it looks like the planet might be melting down a little bit. And like, <laughs> and it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I, I just kind of like, well, I don't know what the answer is. So my my only answer is like, I'm just trying to like g- get somewhere to where I can feel comfortable and, uh, and you know, hopefully the people around me can feel the same way. And then it's like, you know, is there a way for me to help any of this stuff? I don't, sometimes I don't feel like there is. I think I'm overwhelmed, you know, but I mean, when am I going to go uh, to the Amazon and stand in front of a fucking logging, like a logging operation or something or like clean all the plastic bottles out of the fucking river? I don't fucking know. Maybe I should be. Maybe my life is wasted. You know, like, I don't know. Because I, I think I've like, you know, I've spent my whole life trying to figure out how to be creative and and find a way to make a living doing that. And, um, but I think we're all... 100% every single person is complicit in in the destruction of like the planet, you know, just by virtue of like having a phone in a car, you're a part of the fucking problem, I'm sure, yeah, you know. Definitely. Um, or even just paying for heat or electricity. Yeah, anything or, you do. Like, yeah, anything at all. Having a bag of Fritos is probably like, you probably killed 42 penguins with that one fucking bag. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds bleak. Like, I, I don't think I'm not, I don't think I'm being like, I, I, like I say it all, it's all tongue in cheek, but I believe it all. And I also, I'm kind of like, <clears throat> what can you do? I don't know. I just, I'm like, well, I'm just going to try to like, you know, make some cool shit. It sounds so stupid, but I, I want to make some things that, that are, that are important to me. And then, um, I don't know, maybe once I get somewhere, I can try to like, 
I don't, I don't know. It's overwhelming. I really don't know. I don't have a good answer. You know, I, I wish I did. Um, uh, you know, but I can try to be of use to the people around me, you know, to a degree, I guess. I don't know. It's tough. Like, what do you think? Like, what do you, I mean, you're, you're obviously, you guys are like way younger than I am. So, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I personally don't think it's bleak at all because it's funny over Thanksgiving dinner at the dinner table. Um, I'm kind of like the black sheep, I think a little differently or try to. And, uh, you know, I brought up all these things that are happening pretty much in the world. And like, uh, my family was all, like, uh, that's a negative way of looking at things. You should change your mindset on the world. You know, I'm like, like, I understand what you're saying, but like, how can I just ignore what's happening? Like, yeah. how can I just live in this fantasy world where this stuff isn't happening? And I see it changing every day. You know what I mean? I don't want to just wake up one day and be completely oblivious to what happened and be like, and like being a victim. I just want to like truly understand why and like every day analyze what's going on. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's bleak. I think it's just what's going on. It's just reality. It's just reality yeah, at yeah. this point. You know what I mean? I do think maybe like my girlfriend wants to have kids right and i'm like whoa what are you what are they gonna do in like 50 years what what, are, what the fuck they're just gonna like wander around and like stab each other for gas like what the f- like they're just gonna be like fighting over like a chili can like what the fuck's gonna be there and she's like i still want to have them and and i think about that and i'm like well maybe there is a way out that hasn't been thought of yet and maybe it's not going to be come from me in my generation. Maybe there is like, and it might be something really bizarre. It might be like people actually plugging into like a metaverse or colonizing another planet. Or maybe there is like a, you know, the unfortunate thing I think is that the only way anything will happen to change anything is if there is a horrible series of events yeah. where a lot of people are feeling way more uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, feeling terrible. Like, people have to, because, because like, the people, these old fuckers in charge will not let go. Like, they will, they will, they're holding on to the last, like, these old fucking coal-burning gas empire motherfuckers, like, they're just like, fuck it. You know, I think that their thing is, like, like, I talked to a buddy of mine who's, like, a Republican, and... And we talk once in a while, like a friend of mine, cool guy. And we talk and like, you know, once in a while we'll butt heads, but we it's all amicable. And I'm like, tell me the truth, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, what? You, you know climate change is not a hoax. He's like, yeah, I know it's real. I'm like, what? what is your, what's your take? He's like, well, I'm like, wait a minute. Is your whole thing like, fuck it? And like, it's over anyways? And he's like, yeah, that's what we think. We're just like, we know it's a wrap. So we're just going to keep, keep, keep carrying on as if. And I'm like, oh, so that's the plan. They're just like, I think they're like actually nihilists, you know, like they either... They either have blinders on, they don't believe any of it, or they're just like, it's all going to end anyway, so why don't I just cake up as much as I can, you know? But, again, I think that's a very American, it's part of the American disease, is to think that more stuff, more money, is more success and more happiness. And I'm not trying to be fucking Bob Marley over here, but, like, it it isn't. You know, it isn't actually, like, there is no cap on, like, how much shit you can have. And there's no end to the things, and it's never going to make you happy. And I think people appear to be happy on Instagram, take the pictures and do all the shit, but it's like, how much shit do you fucking need, you know? Um, I mean, I think, I think uh, you know, it's any, any all the, look, any great empire and any great system is always going to, at some point, collapse capitalism and the American empire eventually ain't going to work. I don't think communism works either. I think everything has a cycle. Yeah, definitely. Know? I think that um, there's realistically like 
the only solution I, I could be wrong it's just my opinion like the only solution is reliance on this technology like someone makes a fucking machine that sucks carbon out of the air and stores it in rocks type shit yeah because i don't see like we can't be like oh well let's just stop harming the environment like even agriculture harms the environment we already have too many humans yeah we need like artificial art agriculture yeah and that harms the environment so it's clipped like it's either like you said something catastrophic happens mad people get hurt mad people die or whatever and they you force a change onto society or we make up some new technology that's going to cause some other issues down the line but that's fucking down the line so we we solve the issues for now and buy ourselves some time but realistically like if you read the history of the world like there's been like every extinction that's happened i think five out of the six or whatever were caused by increasing temperature because of carbon so like this isn't some new shit like yeah it's like you said it's like a cycle and it's going to happen pretty much regardless yeah yeah i mean i think that um i also sometimes wonder you know i get stuck in thinking and got and i always wonder i'm like how because we we're still animals right like we're physically we're animals like we still are like process things and like we're still very you know we have very complicated um egos and 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 ways of figuring things out and perspectives but like we're still essentially animals and you know it's like it's like how much how much extra like how much extra shit can we lump on like how much more modifications are we supposed to be doing but some people think the other way some people are like we're supposed to modify and we're supposed to adapt and evolve and turn into like you know cyborgs and shit and like that's happening too right like fucking elon musk is going to drop next year like his his brain chip stuff you know and people like yo shit is going to be fucking buck yeah once that shit starts happening the metaverse like whatever that is nfts fucking everything like picture five years on the line like with the exponential change that's happening and the the rate of change is like nothing seen before so it's going to be absolutely crazy so like if you were to have a kid who fucking knows what it might even be something safer in the future like we don't even know it could go any multitude of directions the way the way i see it also is um you know like i work a blue collar job in new york i'm like a union plumber oh okay and um i just i just I look back at the times or I hear from the people I work with where like life was so simple. You literally just go to work, make enough money, have a family, a kid. Yeah. And just, you know, like some people say that's like repetitive and boring and a waste. Fuck no, that's but, amazing. Like, that's so simple, right? <laughs> so I'm at work, right? Talking to these people, talking about the simple times. And then I look on Instagram and Elon Musk or like robots can reproduce now. I'm like, yo, where is this simple <laughs> fucking life? Like, why can't, why are they putting so much pressure on the average person right now? Like all they want to do is just live a simple life be happy with their little family not little family but i mean like having a family like a house and like they're just pressuring you know like so much all this new shit you know i think all the stuff too is not like all the stuff that you know like the 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 japanese rate of reproduction is dropping off like a lot like i think japanese people are just not they're not fucking you know because i think like they've they're also ahead of us with all this technology i mean they seem to have dealing with it in a different way um and then you know we just give like i think they they they've like absorbed the technology in a better way and then we get the technology and we're just like fucking baboons we're like give me you know you know like just give me the biggest tits you can get and like the biggest ass implant and like, like right now yeah give me that right now give me like all the i need the i need the next iphone before i will sleep outside to get the new iphone and like you know it's yeah, it's not simple anymore. Like, there also used to be middle class. Like, a middle class dude could, like, 
have a house like you know there's guys in venice who like were fucking plumbers and had a nice home in venice right there's a normal you know great fucking place by the beach a little rough whatever you know now it's like you can't you can't even live in within the sphere of la without you know like if i want to get a house two to three bedroom house la decent one with a little yard it's like 1.2 starting in where i want to live right out of the gate it's like what the fuck you know what yeah, I mean? yeah that's insane it's crazy and uh you know, and it's like every it's it's, but also the crazy thing too is that this is the other part of it is that this other generation of kids and they're making so much money so fast. Like, like so I think like the amount of money people are making, especially with this NFT, crypto, all this stuff. Like, there's all these new millionaires. All these kids are fucking multi-millionaires overnight. You know, making a couple moves here and there. And so like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like if there's so much money floating around in America, and we're also in so much debt. At what point do we do our does our dollar just become obsolete and it's like, yeah. and like you know a, a pack of smokes is going to cost sixty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? And it's going to be inconsequential. And that's not impossible either. No, it's like not it's actually very possible. Right. Because it like replace yuan with dollar and shit over there could cost two hundred thousand yuan. Yeah. Like that's just ridiculous. Just change up the change something. Change up some ratio. Like yeah. If you go in like a a, a pencil costs a hundred thousand yuan. Like there's a problem here. Yeah, this isn't like serving our like ease of use anymore. Like things are getting too crazy. Yeah, like in the inflation. I mean, it, it it is a very bizarre time, and and it's also like we're. I think there's too many. Like I don't because of like because of social media and the internet and like because of 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 us having access to everything all the time. Uh, there's too many wars being waged on too many fronts, you know? And, you know, it's like, I think, like, you know, in the 80s, it was like racism and the wage gap and, you know, Iran-Contra and drugs were, like, kind of the things that people were dealing with. I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know anything. I'm just saying. I'm just, this is my, my perspective. And now it's like everything is, be, every war is being waged on every front all the time by everybody, and every little thing is being addressed, you know? Like, and it's just, like, too much. And everyone, and also everybody has, everyone has access to dispel information and ingest information. And anyone can put out information as if it's real. And people, if you don't have, if you lack a certain amount of sophistication, you'll believe it if it's packaged right. So you can be, you can be susceptible to like well-packaged uh, media posing as information when it's actually entertainment. Or they're just trying to get you eventually to buy a fucking whatever. But like you can, you know, we've seen the whole fucking QAnon, all this shit, like, you know, it's it's because we got conditioned, man. Like we we were conditioned to believe in the news. Like, okay, the news is real. As when I was a kid, right? There was Fox News is real, NBC is real, CBS is real. It's all real, and they all reported on shit. There would be a scandal, and it would break, and they'd all be reporting on fucking Ollie North, whatever the fuck is going on. You know, Rodney King. That's real shit. That happened, right? And then something happened where you know the news channels started fragmenting into giving the news specified news specialized personalized news this is news that fits your view and and then you know with fox and and c and cnn all they started specializing the news and making it specific that's just american news too american news is also very insulated and not you know you go to the bbc or al jazeera to see like real news but like and so the news got the news got specified the news got uh, catered you got catered news and it started selling you exactly what you want and and then that over the course of like you know imagine some fucking 40 year old man 
uh, 15 years ago locked into Fox News and Fox News just keeps going more right, more right, more right. And they're watching it every day. And you're fucking, there's like a whole documentary about this. You're getting indoctrinated. And as the news is shifting, your views are shifting and you don't even know it. And next thing you know, you're like, in there, and they're feeding you all this crazy shit. And next thing you know, you're, you're fucking racist and you don't even know it. Or you don't believe in this thing. You don't even, you don't even understand that you're wrong. I mean, no one understands they're ever wrong, but like, so, and then, so that happens. And then what happens after that is that we've been indoctrinated. We're following this, like kind of everything turns into tabloid news. And then other people start making their own news and it just comes in seamlessly through YouTube and social media. And then now you can't tell the difference between what was real news that turned into quote unquote fake news. And now there's even just like imaginary news. And then you're watching the imaginary news like, yep, yep, that's real too. And so that's why people are like JFK is coming back. And like gathering on bridges to see JFK come back from the dead. It's like, what the fuck is going on? You know, it's we're we're like, and it, and as 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 brilliant as everything's gotten in technology, we're just getting dumber because of it. Yeah, is you know, it's, it's like a bunch of scientists or, or, or inventors or, or people working in that in that space making things so much so amazing. <coughs> and the fallout is that we just get dumber because we get access to more shit. We can't. We're not supposed to see that many images. We're not even supposed to see that many fucking faces in a day. Yeah, no. Like going through Instagram, like as as an animal, you're only supposed to see like your tribe. You know, like twenty like, faces a day or something. Yeah, shit. it's like after a hundred and fifty chimpanzees chilling together the society breaks down it's something like <laughs> yeah, that it's, it's something true. like that yeah yeah like 50 yeah. is all right then once you get past 150 like it's clipped it always breaks down yeah so what does it tell you like if you have an instagram where you literally follow like let's say 400 people and you straight might actually know like 400 of them yeah so it's, like that can't be healthy somehow like to your subconscious no like in a deeper level it must tweak something because it's not supposed to be that way no, it's um, over, over... i shouldn't also be able to go like in my explore page, fucking scroll through whatever it's feeding me. Infinitely. And if I'm looking at the wrong shit, all of a sudden it's like, it's just butts, right? Let's say I was like, look, at, and all of a sudden my, it's feeding me like 400 girls just dancing in G-strings. And, and like, that's what, I, and like, I didn't choose to, I didn't choose that violence. It just was presented to me. And then I'm seeing that. And now my head's like way the fuck off track. And I just went in there to answer some DMs, right? And it's like, you know, the, the, you, you guys listen to the rabbit hole podcast about the, the YouTube algorithm, how basically like it, they follow this guy as he watches YouTube and becomes an extremist because the algorithm leads him down this path and just feeds him slowly, like starts in one place. Crazy. He likes another one that it feeds him another one. And it just sends him to the, and if you, if like you could have two people watching a protest and depending on your algorithmic preferences, It'll feed you something that either caters to the cop side or to the protester side. And then you watch the one that favors the cops. And then it sends you another one that favors cops. And all of a sudden, you're in, like, Proud Boy territory. And then you're in fucking kick. Like, it's... It's it's crazy. Like, forget the military. Like, there's soldiers on the streets with these ideologies nowadays. Like, they're just recruiting more and more people, like you said, with simple videos. Like, subconsciously, people are just falling into categor- categories. You know what I mean? It's like, there's there's only two sides of the fence, it seems like. You know, they can't, it's, and if you're in the middle, like, you got to pick one. Otherwise, you're going to be outcasted or what have you. You know, it's really difficult to even speak on this shit nowadays because it's so, like, sensitive. And you, your shit gets deleted, censored. And, you know, it's it's insane. Yeah, the, the other side of it too is that th- that side of it too, like the also the policing of the left, like the the woke policing of things too, is gets crazy also. So mm-hmm. where it's also like you know if they don't like something you did, mm-hmm. um, you know without without any proof they can hang you in a public court and destroy your career, right? If if that's the case, yeah. or they can try, and um, 
I think it's I think we're just like this is the beginning of the internet. Like I think web 3 is the real internet. I think this has all just been like the this has all just been like the fucking the the beginning of it, you know. Now we're getting into like what the web the web now we're going to see what the fucking internet's going to be. It's going to be like Ready Player 1 where you're just like, you know, whatever. Um but yeah, it's it's uh it's crazy and it's uh it's and it's, you know, I don't know. I guess like and I'm in it, and I don't think I'm a part of it in a bad way, but I'm a part of it, you know, in a very tiny way, you know. And, like, we we have our little thing, and we we sell things to people, and I produce content, and I'm involved in it, and I have a podcast, and I do these things. And it's like I'm just trying to express myself in the contemporary parlance, right? I think parlance is the right word. But, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to express myself in what's available now. I'm not going to make a fucking zine in a newsletter and mail it to a bunch of people. I'm going to use... Yeah, what's current? What's, yeah. Follow with the times. And uh, as a result, you know, you're just in the middle of all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I do I do dream of living in the woods one day. Yeah, I was actually going to, I was actually going <laughs> to ask you, like, if you ever wanted to move out of LA. That's, a, I can't move out of LA, though. That's the problem. Like, I mean, I could, but uh, I would go to, I would like to have a place in Topanga. Like right now, if you're saying you want to move out of LA, I'm like, my whole life is here. Yeah, my friends are here, my business is here, my gym. You know, all the things that I love are here, and I'm such a creature of habit. Like I don't want to leave, but I always envy people that aren't from LA who come here. Like, and I was I was talking to my girlfriend about this. Like, imagine if you're from Oregon and you come to LA and you and you make your money, and then you're like, okay, I made some cash. I I have a career now. I can go back home and get a house that's reasonable. You know. Um, Maybe not, but like that, I, I like the idea of being able to go back home to your hometown and it's still small and you can go there and like drop some cash and then get a real place. Mm. You know, like you can take your one, two out there and get like a fucking sick ass crib and like, mm-hmm. and you're, and you're home and that's where you're from, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want to leave LA only because it's all, everything's here, you know? But it is, it is the shittiest time I've seen in L.A. And I, you know, and I lived through the riots and, uh, you know, all the other stuff and gang wars and all that stuff. But, like, this seems to me, like, the most fucked up because, I don't know, it's, uh, it just seems m- more meaningless. At least, at least that stuff as dark as it would had some sort of meaning maybe. But I don't know if that makes sense. I just, it just seems like the, I think with everything being so expensive and there being so much money and at the same time super dystopian is what makes it fucked up for me. You know, and the fact that like you can be sitting outside having lunch and just get robbed randomly and nothing. You're kind of on your own. Yeah. Right? Like that's fucked up. You know, like I saw them like follow this woman into her into her into her yard with a stroller. He has two dudes and like robbed her. And it's like what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. <sighs> but yeah, bro. Um Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a big ass coffee before I got here, so I just... all good, man. Yeah, it was an honor for us, and I'm, and I'm super hyped. Uh, super hyped to meet you, man. Thank you again. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Peace. Peace.